Before we do any wash, uh, any welcomes this afternoon, let's begin to raise up our voices in the place of prayer. Let's begin to speak to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Don't forget, we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit will begin to supplicate on our behalf. Let's begin to raise our voice this afternoon. Maliata ikatoja liata Satalianda, Rikendele Boshandaliata, Likendele Bosatalianda, Rikende Shaliata, and if you're at work, it's fine. Speak for your spirit. Ah, Karianda Lianda Liba Basatala, and hear, listen, if you can hear, it says faith comes by hearing. So if you can just hear, Rikendele Boshandaliata, Matuta Lianda, Ikendele Boshataliata, Makuraba Shandaliata, Likendele Basatalianda, Ikayendele Boshandaliata, Likendele Bosatalia, Matuta Lianda, Ikendele Boshataliende, Riskele Boshandaliata, Likando Jalia, Matuta Lianda, Ikendele Boshatalian. Lord, less of me and more of you, please, Lord. Please, Daddy, less of me, more of you. Lord, I come to you, to the throne of grace with myself and the elite family to say, Lord, we know nothing. We know nothing. We need more of you, oh God. Lord, we're not committing such statements out of pride. Genuinely, Lord, we do not know. We don't know anything, but we know you, Lord. We know the power that there is been told about from the resurrection, and we want access to that power lord please lord ikendere boshandaliata rikandojaliata ikendere bosatalianda rikandojaliata ikendere bosataliende rikendere basatali Rikendere boshandaliata likandojaliata mazuska andaliata likendere boshandalia rikandojaliata likendere basatalianda makura boshandaliete likendere basataliende rikandojaliata likendere basatalianda orasuskalianda ikendere boshandaliata makura basiendeliete rikendere boshandaliata likandojalia matutalianda ikendere basandaliata rikendere boshandaliata Lord, fill us afresh this afternoon. Lord, fill us with more of you. We need 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 you. We declare we can't do nothing without you. You are a life-giving spirit. You are the all-sufficient grace. Lord, you are the life-giving spirit that dwells on the inside of us. Lord, we ask you this afternoon to begin to speak to the elite family, to speak to the nation family, to speak to our innermost being because we need you more, Lord. We need you. 
Brethren, don't forsake your prayer time. So from wherever you are, I pray you're interceding, you're speaking to the spirit man, you're contracting that your spirit man this afternoon. Put it on the lowest, it's fine. And turn it away. Yeah, thank you. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, Elite loves you more than anything. Don't worry about the voice. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I just want to tell you that Lord Elite loves you more than anything. Come live in me all my life. Take over. Come breathe in me and I will Come live in me all my life. It's okay. Take over. Come breathe in me and I will rise on eagle's wings. Praise God. Good afternoon, elite family. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Let's now start speaking to ourselves so I know that you're wrong with me. <coughs> good afternoon, elite family. Pastor Crystal, good afternoon, Ma. <coughs> Pastor Faith, good afternoon. Pastor Priscilla, good afternoon. Pastor Rebecca, good afternoon. 
Pastor Beverly, good afternoon. Pastor Mika, good afternoon. Pastor Ella, Pastor Evangelist Ella, good afternoon, Ma. You're my inspiration right now. Pastor Crystal, um, Pastor Yatunde, good afternoon, Ma. Pastor Chips, good afternoon, sir. Pastor Aisha, good afternoon, Ma. Pastor, um, oh, who's Chai again? Who's Chi? Uh, Pastor Cassie, good afternoon, Ma. Pastor Nike, good afternoon. Pastor Christelle, good afternoon. Pastor Tafara, good afternoon. Pastor Diola, good afternoon. Pastor Colladay, good afternoon, sir. Pastor George, good afternoon, sir. Um, Pastor Oyen, good afternoon, ma. Um, Pastor Leah, how are you, ma? Is your fur okay? Is, is It will be fine as soon as this word is finished. Pastor Chris, good afternoon, sir. Pastor Dr. Alexis, good afternoon, ma. I messaged you this morning because I missed you yesterday. I didn't see you, but they said you've been working hard, making sure you're healing the sick. So thank you so much, Ma. Bless you. Pastor Domicella, good afternoon, Ma. Is everybody on? <coughs> Are there still people that need to be on? Is there anyone? Because I actually can't see who's on, though, Domicella. Is this normal? I actually can't see faces. Is that normal? It's okay if it is, but I'm just saying. be fine. Pastor Annabelle, good afternoon, Ma. Okay, it's fine. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Good afternoon, Ma. Praise God. <coughs> Try and bear with me with my voice this afternoon. <coughs> bear with me. Pastor Clement, <coughs> uh -huh, that's better. Good, after good afternoon, Pastor Clement. Mm -hmm. Isn't the word of God so sweet? Yesterday was so powerful, right? <coughs> Yesterday was so powerful. Please make sure you're speaking back to me so that I know you can hear me clearly. Can you hear me though? I know it's tough to hear, but can you hear me and understand what I'm saying? Back in the day, I used to like when my voice was gone because it made me sound a little bit rusty and a little bit... um dreamy uh, it made me feel like um i'm about to sing a song you know and the song should go like this you know uh, <laughs> but now i don't like it because i'm struggling <coughs> uh -huh. it's not barry white it's barry white it can't be barry i'm a woman so it's barry white <laughs> Feeling like Beryl White. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, the word of God is so sweet, guys. It's so good. Yesterday was so powerful. So powerful from the worship from Pastor Crystal all the way to the word charge and then the word from PT. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I love it when services are like that, when there's not too much happening. We can just get straight into the word and we can enjoy the word like that. I love it. I love hope dealers and I love all that stuff. But I think that in this season, God just wants to speak to us. And I think that's what he began to do yesterday. <clears throat> and so my job this whole week and this afternoon, are you struggling? Okay. Um, let me, because it looks rough. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let me know. 
if it is too much, guys, and I will just stop. I will just stop. Um, but my job this week and this afternoon and going forward um, is very simple because I told you as of last week, we're going to be speaking on things like belief. Did I tell you guys that this is going to, a season of prayer is coming? Now look, the whole church is praying. The whole church um, has invested themselves in this time of prayer but i pre-warned you that this time will happen so i started telling you from your various houses from the state house to the house of faith to the house of family to start praying to get yourselves together whether it's one or two of you get yourselves together and begin to fellowship in the place of prayer now that season is upon us it's among us it's with us and god is saying now that he wants to speak more expressly but he can only speak when he knows that the sons and daughters are listening and they're able to hear so before i speak this afternoon or say anything i want to commit myself and the elite family to the king of kings and let him know that nothing i say is from me i don't want to speak from the place of flesh i don't want to speak from the place of pride i don't want to speak from the place that isn't of christ so lord cover everything that comes out of my mouth from now to eternity ever i move out of line lord quickly correct me i'm not too big to be corrected i have to put those statements out there so that i'm always under the law of the spirit not governed by the law of flesh <clears throat> so we began to speak about faith and last week we started off on Monday by speaking about resurrection then we went on to speak about love through the father then we spoke about strength and rest then we spoke about staying spiritually woke and then on Friday we did faith is high so today we've titled it Faith Over Fear. And I might not even get into the faith over fear aspect, but that is the flow that I want to eventually begin to speak into in the next couple of days or so. Let us turn our Bibles to two particular chapters or two particular places today. We're going to go back to Mark chapter 5 and then we're also going to go back to Romans chapter 4 because I don't think that we finished um, hearing what God was trying to tell us in those two particular places. And so um, um, I think what the Lord wants to keep doing is enlightening our eyes to what faith is. He wants to speak to us in a capacity that we understand faith so that when it comes upon us, we know exactly what to do. Can I also commend the media team to you this afternoon because they've been doing a powerful job for the whole week through Pastor Domicella, Pastor Daniel, Pastor Daniel Hedua, um, uh, Pastor Clement, the whole team. I salute you from We Are Design Nation. When I speak of We Are Design Nation, I speak of the whole of the State House and anybody else that may be involved um, in that stuff. So I want to salute you. I want to thank you for your service, your act of love your act of love um, is being received all over the globe now. Um, even the setting up of today, um, I see Pastor Daniel here as well, and I'm touched and I'm thankful. Are you ready with scripture? John, uh, Mark chapter 5, from verse 1. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore. Let's jump. 
let's move from there because we don't want to talk about him today. I think we will talk about him at some point, the man with the impure spirit. So let's jump to... Um, sorry? What does verse 21 say? No, I don't want to do verse 21. Let's jump to verse 35. Because, 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 no, let's start from verse 21. You're right, you're right, you're right. But then we're going to jump though, yeah? Yes, <clears throat> when Jesus had again crossed over by boat yep. to the other side of the lake, yep. a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Yes. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, mm -hmm. and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and, and, and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. Jump to verse 35. <coughs> While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. He said to them, don't be afraid, just believe. Go on, please, ma'am. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Yes. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. Yep. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but asleep. Yep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother mm -hmm. and the disciples who were with him mm -hmm. and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. I say to you, get up. You remember uh, Matthew 17 when we spoke about talking, not about the mountain, but talking to the mountain. Jesus began to say to the daughter, excuse me, oh my Lord, sorry guys. <laughs> Jesus began to say to the, to, to the uh, it's okay, you can laugh, it's fine. Um, say to the to the to the daughter get up he began to speak to her yeah a resurrected life just happened just there but before we even go on to him saying to her he started doing something very important he did something very crucial very very crucial in order for faith to move now i've understood something a little bit more about faith and we're going to do so much Bible reading today, so you're really just going to have to stay with me as much as you can, okay? Um, try Ephesians 4 and verse 4. Um, because Jesus said to them, he said, all you need to do is just believe. He said, don't be afraid, just believe. He then said in verse 40 of that Mark 5, he said, but they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in there and, uh, and, went, and went in where the child was. 
Have any of you ever thought about why he stopped everybody else and only allowed the mother and father and the disciples to come in? Have any of you ever thought about why that is? Why did Jesus not allow anybody and everybody in? I knew something was missing. I knew something was missing. The music really does help something. It sets the mood for me. Aha, glory. Beautiful. That's nice. That's so nice. Aha, lovely stuff. Praise God. Okay. Have any of you ever thought about why he wouldn't allow them to be in the room? Can I say something to you guys? Do you remember when he started speaking to the disciples and said, Oh ye of little faith. And he spoke to Peter and said, Oh ye of little faith. He didn't say, Oh ye of no faith. He still said you had little. You see, the mother and father and the disciples that, thank you, Pastor Daniel. Why do you have to respond, Pastor Daniel? You're taking my crescendo away. He got rid of unbelief. Thank you, sir. Um, he, 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 he. E, 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 where am I, guys? Was it Daniel's from you? He's taking us away from unbelief. He said, yeah, he said that. He didn't say, oh, ye of no faith. He said, oh, ye of little faith. He had the mother and father, they had faith. The disciples, they had faith. Even if it was little, they had faith. Anybody that was in that room that did not believe, the act of faith would never work on that daughter that day. Are you following me? Are you following me? If there was somebody in that room that doubted in that moment, the act of faith would not be able to work. It will be rendered ineffective because you've counseled. Oh my God, read Ephesians 4 from verse 4. Because God asked for us to have one faith. He says, give us a like passion, a like type of faith. I'm going to go through scriptures this afternoon that you guys will be like, oh my days. Do you know what? At times, yeah, you see, you see, because of the dimension that God has taken us in now, if I have faith for one million and Hannah, God forbid, Hannah, God forbid, does, has, has, has doubt. But we're all here. There's one, two, three, four, five, six of us in this room. And one Hannah has doubt. Do you know that faith still can override that doubt? Our faith in that one million target can override her little doubt. Because if there's a common faith, go to the Ephesians 4 quickly so we can read this. There is one body. There is one body. How many bodies are there, please? One body. Thank you, guys. I like it when you respond. And one spirit. And one spirit. How many spirits? One. Just as you were called to one hope yeah. when you were called. Yeah. One Lord, one faith. One who? One Lord. one Lord, one faith. One baptism. One baptism. One God one and God. Father of all. Yes. Who is over all and through all and in all. Yes. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Yeah. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, yep. he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. Uh -huh. What does he ascended mean? Except that he also descended to the lower okay. earthly regions. Mm -hmm. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens. What verse are you on? Verse 10. Okay, stop there. My focus was is that there must be one faith. If the one faith is the preceding faith, that one rules. 
So if all of us have a common faith here and one has doubt, the one that is overruling prevails and it wins. But in this situation, God wanted to, to prove the effectiveness of faith and told everybody that has doubt, anybody that doesn't believe, because don't forget, they laughed at him, remember? They didn't believe that this daughter will resurrect again. They said that she is dead. They said that she's gone. But Jesus wanted to prove, you know, the, you, know, you know the spirit of faith is a bit of a show off. He's a bit of a show off. He wants to show the world that he's a bad man. So he would do the damn thing, yeah, as the world would say. He would do the damn thing to show people that actually my thing works. It's real and it's tangible. All you need to do is have belief. If you can believe in me, the father, then faith will begin to get to go to work. Remember, I told you that faith without belief is dead. There is no action of faith if there is no belief. If there's a thing that is dead around you and not active around you, all you need to do is inject some belief so that faith can begin to stir up, so that faith can begin to rise up. Are you following me this afternoon? That's an important 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 factor that we read that this afternoon because there were two cases of faith here there was the faith of one woman with the issue of blood then there was the faith of five men of of um there was a faith of six men in one room so God shows us that the, how, the, how faith works in a family, how faith works in a body. Faith works when a, when a group of people come together and decide to believe. So when we put our targets and we put our soul things in the middle or in the bank of what we want, all we all need to do is have belief for those finances to resurrect, for those finances to come to life, for those souls to come to life. It doesn't matter if it's through an Ella or it's through a George. The fact is 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 that we have one common faith that that these souls will come do you understand this do you understand this i have faith now have we finished reading the the the, the start from verse 40 again uh, sorry mark 5 verse 40 but they laughed at him after he put them all out he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him Matthew uh, Matthew James and the Zivity brothers you know they are the, two, the three of them shall who were with him and went in where the child was he took her by the hand and said to her Tali whatever go on Talitha Kum which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. I say to you, get up. This is not the same thing that he said to Lazarus. Lazarus, come forth, get up. But why could he have such authority to say such things? The statement that PT left us with yesterday shook up my whole brain. He said to us, it's too little to even rest on the power of God. It's too little for us to, re to rest on the dunamis of God. It's got to get to a stage now where we can just move and say to certain things, hey, get up, come forth, go out. Now I understand how the world has been able to tap into powers and realms that don't belong to them. I now get it. I now understand how the world is now able to touch dimensions that belong to God. They've gone into realms. They've understood faith. But they've understood faith without attaching to the Father. 
Are you hearing me? So you're looking at the world and wondering, how come Steve Jobs has done this? How comes that one has done that? How comes this one is able to do this? They've understand, they've understood, sorry, the prerequisites or the things that encompass how to move in the power of God without touching God and calling on God. <laughs> do you understand that? They understand how to do it, but God's saying that's fine and they can get that power, but the power ultimately belongs to the sons and daughters. And this is why you're seeing the world crash now because everything belongs to the sons and the daughters. The world have tapped into a frequency, into a realm where they've been able to take what belongs to God and use it for themselves. They've been able to do it. Now God is in a, resurrect, uh, sorry, a restoration job right now and he is saying that I want my sons and daughters to carry my power, to carry my dunamis. But they won't even need to say in the name of Jesus. They will be like the Catherine Coolmans of this world where they will walk through airports and people will just be falling under the uh, Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's a heart matter. They will know that this one is lived by the Holy Spirit. They live by Jesus. They know that he is and he is and he is the one that runs in that person's life are you following me this world has tapped into things that belong to you and God is willing to give it God wants to give it back to you but what he wants to do is get you into a state that causes you to be so unconscious that you are full of faith and believe that you will begin to say to certain mountains move and it will move somebody say move Thank you, Lord. You're going to say to these mountains, move. You're going to say to these things, move, because you have the power and the authority. It's too little to even say in the name of Jesus, because you already established that it is Jesus. You've already confirmed that it is him. That's why I say, stop talking about him. Stop talking at now. God is saying, I've done my part. I've came and I died. I resurrected. I did all these things to you. Stop talking about me, about what I can do. Start being about me. Start walking and operating in the dimensions that I am. Start walking into the grace that I have, into the territories that I have. I'm going to be speaking a lot about belief, grace, faith, and, all, and love, and all of these things that constitute how we can move in the power of God without us even, even, even opening up our eyes. Things would just start happening in the realm of the spirit. Things would just start moving in, into place. Pastor Shadia said it today. What is in the unseen is more real and more visible than what's in the scene. Our job now is how do we move it from location to location? Somebody say location, location, location. Aha. Uh -huh. Faith will move your location. Faith will move things to the right location. Faith moved the woman with the issue of blood into the right location. Faith will begin to move some of you into the right location. God said, is it the central of London that is buzzing right now? Then I'm going to bring the church to that location. I'm going to bring the nation family into central London because that is the location of the young people. God says, now I'm moving it to Nigeria, Africa because that's the location that I want my family faith to begin to move now and he will then say about America and all other countries and he says and you will be filled with the Holy Spirit and you will be witnesses in Judea in Samaria and all over the earth what is that it's the location but God says guess what my spirit of faith can travel follow into the dimension of believing it then you will have access into it 
I hope you're still following me. I'm going to finish something this afternoon because I don't think we finished uh, Romans chapter 4 very well. Let's go back to Romans chapter 4 and let's treat that a little bit more. But you now understood, don't you, if you finish this one first, finish this one from verse 42 now. And then we'll go to Im immediately. The girl stood up and began to walk around. Uh -huh. She was 12 years old. Remember we spoke about, the uh, PT spoke about the 12 years of the woman bleeding and then the 12 years, 12-year-old um, girl. I don't know the word that he gave, but he gave a word some time back. Pastor Domicelli will help me find it. Um, uh, uh, he started speaking about how there were two juxtapositions and how they linked together i can't remember the word but you remember i spoke about it recently but those two those that those two scenarios were in that same chapter why because they related to two types of dispensation of how faith can work yes and it had to be women because god is speaking to the women now He's speaking, to, of course he's speaking to the men as well. You guys are very important by the grace of God. But in this season, he's speaking to the women. And he's speaking to us because he's saying, if you can have enough faith, you will be able to make the, um, the men around you more powerful than anything you could have ever imagined. You will. Because on that day, the woman with the issue of blood made Jesus a very powerful man because the people saw the evidence of touching him. They saw the effect of what happens to a person when they touch him. Do you understand that? People will begin to see the evidence of what your seed can do when you touch the nation family. Okay, finish it, Mark. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this mm. and told them to give her something to eat. Okay, remember I told you about why God would, uh, Jesus would tell, um, tell people not to tell people about some of the miracles that he was making. Why? Because these things cost they were, they were not free, so to speak, because he still had a job, a bigger job than coming to do, let me quickly do healing uh, crusades. That wasn't the reason why he came. He came to establish something. He came to establish belief so that even when he's not there, you can attach yourself to the healing power of God. It's not because he is there you know healing. Even when he is not there, you should be able to contract healing because he is omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's all manner of things. He's there when he's not there, but he's there. So he said, don't tell anybody. Don't let anybody know because it costs. Not only does it cost, I need you to have enough belief that if I was not there, that this healing can still take place. Oh, ye of little faith. It's not oh ye of no faith. This scared me so much, that scripture, because I'm thinking, if it's oh ye of little faith, and then you said, as long as you have faith as small as a mustard seed, my God, that means their, seed, their faith was smaller than a mustard seed. It was smaller than that. It was still faith, though. But faith comes in measures. It comes in levels. It comes in different dispensations. It comes in different types. But he said you've got to have enough for certain things. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Are you still with me, guys? Don't fall asleep, though. Your seed capital is faith. 
Remember when I spoke to you about one of uh, about the spiritual marketplace? Just so you know, and PT mentioned it yesterday. I was going crazy. He heard it. You heard it. Good. Thank you. He said the seed capital is faith. Yeah. He said in in that spiritual marketplace, the way you get seed is by faith. The way you can get seed in the spiritual marketplace is by faith. You have to spend faith. You remember we started speaking about Abraham. Yes, Abraham had got, it was credited to his account. Now let's finish reading Romans 4, yeah? Romans 4 from verse 14. And let's see some more about this faith, man. And I'm going to stop shortly because I'm still struggling a bit with my voice. <clears throat> Go on. For if those who do who depend on the law are his. Oh, sorry, before you go on today, the reason why it was four things that Jesus did for that woman with the issue of blood. Remember we spoke about the four things that helped her? I'm just revisiting some things so that we can get ready for the word this week. Um, uh, the reason why it had to be four things because the number four is significant. You know what number four stands for? It stands for beginning. Number eight is new beginning. Number four is beginning. So he did four things for her. He stopped the bead, bleed, bleeding, a signification of belief. He stopped the, he said she was free from suffering. That was the faith man speaking. Then he called her a daughter. That was love activated. Then he said go in peace. That was grace being expressed. It had to be four things because a beginning of this woman's life was about to start. Are you following me? Do you see how these numbers work now? Do you see how these codes begin to add up and mean things that are bigger in the realm of the spirit? Yeah. Okay. Go back to Romans 4 now. Let's read. For if those who depend on the law are heirs, yeah. faith means nothing and the promise is worthless. Because the law brings wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Right. Therefore, the promise comes by faith. Yeah. So that the promise comes how? The promise comes how? I need to hear those of you at home, please. The promise comes by how? Uh -huh. What verse are you on? The promise comes by faith. If you're looking for the promises of God and he promised us riches, thank you, I love that. Beautiful, you're with me. That shows me you're with me. <clears throat> um, if we want to receive the promises of God, it's got to come by faith. How do we activate our faith? Let me hear you guys. How do we activate our faith? Belief, yeah, belief. Remember I told you that mathematic behind it, you believe. The believing gives you the working of faith. Thank you guys. Well done. Well done. Those of you at home, you're here with me. Yeah. So you activate your faith by believing, isn't it? Start from verse 14 again so that they, they can hear you well at home. For if those who depend on the law are heirs, mm -hmm. faith means nothing and the promise is worthless. Yeah. Because the law. No, no. Read that again from verse 13 then. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise yeah. that he would be heir of the world. So it can't be the law that Abraham will receive the prophet. Can I, t the, the, the promise, sorry. Can I tell you why Jesus had to go and meet Moses and Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration? Can I tell you guys, do you have appetite for this? 
Are you sure you've got appetite? Let me hear those of you who are at home so I know that you're with me. Do you have appetite as to why Jesus had to go and meet Moses and Elijah on the Mount of Transfiguration? Do you remember I told you Moses represents what? Thank you. The who? Talk loud, guys. Good. Elijah represents? Good. And Jesus represents? Ha, I love you guys. Beautiful. Okay, so he had to go and meet the Lord. He had to go and meet the prophetic. And grace had to come. And he came so that he can consume or the baton can be passed. <clears throat> the baton can be passed. <clears throat> the baton can be passed from hand to hand because grace was about to swallow all of those things up. So no law, no longer will we be bound by the law. The reason why the woman with the issue of blood was free to go through the crowd is because Jesus, who had swallowed up the law, who had come to swallow up the law, had swallowed up the law of what the Levitican would say, you are not allowed to be in the midst of very many people. Are you following me? He swallowed up all of those laws. So now she was free in him. She was free to attain the promises that belong to God. They had to have that meeting to discuss that these laws cannot work here. These laws, they're too much. Even you, Moses, can't keep your laws. Was you not a man that went to go and kill somebody? A prophet Elijah, even you can't remain the prophetic because when Je Jezebel came, you started running. I gave you the powers to take down bowels, yet you still ran, showing me that those powers don't work. But I've come as grace to abolish the law, to strengthen the prophetic, and begin to give you another dimension of flow that will allow you to exhibit faith, grace, a dimension of God's giving gift to men. Are you following me, please, this afternoon, guys? So read 13 again because it will make more sense to you. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise. It that can't be through the law. It can't be through Moses because grace came. Go on. That he would be heir of the world. Yeah. But through the righteousness that comes by faith. Through the right standing. I think we need to go to Noah Webster and read righteousness. Because for a long time, I didn't even understand what it meant deeply. I know that we say righteousness is right standing with God, and that's very good, but what does that mean in this realm? So let's see what Noah Webster says about righteousness. Permit me to go here, there, and everywhere with you guys this afternoon, but it's important that we treat these things so that we can be clear on what we are going to do next because the new world economy that God wants to build, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know if you remember, there was a time that I wanted to speak about God's eternal economy. Do you remember? I like Domicella because she remembers a lot of things. Her spirit is intact to just remember stuff. She was even trying to teach me a word yesterday. And I'm like, mm, yeah, that's so powerful. I remember. But I didn't remember, Lord. I didn't remember. And um, she was telling me so powerfully about how what PT was saying that day. And I'm like, this is so deep. And I, I sense in the spirit that she's growing. She's growing, you know. She's growing. Because she was teaching me like PT was teaching the word. And I said, that's deep, though. Even though I couldn't remember, but she allowed me to remember. So thank you for that. But anyway, I'm moving on, please. Righteousness. Purity of heart. It's purity of heart. And rectitude of life. Yes. Conformity of heart and life to the divine law. Yeah. Righteousness as used in scripture and theology. Yeah. In which it is chiefly used. 
is nearly equivalent to holiness. It says it's nearly equivalent to holiness. Compre you don't have to be a perfect person to be in righteousness. What, ha what happens when you are one with him? Righteousness clothes you with what looks like holy. That's how you're able to come to the throne of grace. He said, you can, only, you can only enter the holy of holies when you're righteous. Remember I spoke to you about the inner court and the outer court sometime last week? The only way you can access the inner court is if you can see that you are right standing with him. If you are righteous, if you are holy, you are blameless before him. Go on. Comprehending holy principles and affections. So it's like a cover-up. Righteousness is like a cheat code. Righteousness is like, um, it's like, um, uh, it's like, oh, how do we say this, Lord? It's a, it's a cheat code. Let me just put it like that. So you can be an imperfect man, but once you are clothed in righteousness, God doesn't see the imperfect man. He sees a righteous man, a holy man. Yep. Comprehending holy principles and affections of heart. Yeah. And conformity of life to the to the divine law. Mm. It includes all we call justice, honesty, and virtue with holy affection. Do you hear how it says, did you hear how it says it includes? Meaning that it's a person. It is a thing you put on. Remember the scripture, 1 Corinthians 15 for 54, the imperishable, the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable. Righteousness is the imperishable. It's got to be clothed. You've got to put it on. Yeah. In short, it is true religion. <laughs> yeah, in other words, it's true relationship. Now let's go back to the Romans chapter 4. Are you still following me, guys? Yeah. For if those who depend on the law are heirs, mm. faith means nothing and the promise is worthless. Yes. Because the law... For, for if those who depend on the law... So if you look at Moses and you say, according to this, I'm going to get the promise. It is dead. Faith is useless then. Faith is rendered void. Yeah. Because the law brings wrath. Yeah. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Yes. Therefore... The promise comes by faith. The promise comes by faith. Guys, if you're looking for the promises of God, it's got to be channeled by faith. You've got to get it by faith. By now, we've already dealt with belief because the, that's, that, that chapter starts with Abraham believed. So we've gone past the whole aspect of you trying to believe because he already believed. Now he's saying the dimension that will make you great, Abraham, is the faith. Okay, keep reading so that we can just, uh, so let me do the reading part and then we'll do the preaching, teaching bit after. Go on. So that it may be by grace. Uh -huh. You see why I have to talk about grace as well. Yes, go on. And may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. Good. Not only to those who are of the law. Yes. But also to those who have the faith of Abraham. Oh my Jesus Christ. Oh my Lord, help me. Did you see that just there? You're going to have to read that again, Ma, please. You have to say, read it again for, for it says, because the Lord brings, uh, no, no, no. Um, so yeah, go on. Therefore, the promise comes by faith. Yes. So that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. He said to all Abraham's offspring. Do you know what that means? The, Jew, the Gentiles and the Jews. It means those that don't know God as well. Did you know that? Can you see why the men of this world have power? They also were the sons. They were the offspring still. 
even though not offsprings by belief, they were still his offspring. Okay, keep reading because you don't, let's keep reading. Not, not only, to, go on, not not only, only those to those who are of the law, listen, but also but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. Can you see that? Even to those, um, it says, not only to those who are of the law, but, to, to, but also to those who have their faith in Abraham. These are two sets of people. These were the unbelievers and the believers. Keep going, Ma. He is the father of us all. He said he's the father of us all. That doesn't exclude anybody. It didn't say he's the father of just those that are prayers or those that pray, or those that, it's of everyone. So the whole world can get access to the power of God then, without going through belief. So somebody may say, so why do I need God then? Because that will fail eventually. That power will not last because it's not been, it's not been taken. Do you, okay, I have to keep going back to certain scriptures. Remember there was a man that was, the sons of Sebas that were binding, that were binding, please don't say things that will, um, Confuse me. What's PT? Okay. Um, what was I saying? The sons of Siva that were binding the demons, they were still casting them out, weren't they? Even though they didn't have, they, they didn't, um, even though the demons didn't know them through Jesus, they were still able to do it. People in this world will still be able to raise finances and do things, even without calling on the name of God. But eventually it will crash. Even it will crash by things like depression, suicide, them living kind of reckless life, by them doing all manner of evil things. Look how many celebrities are dying of nonsense these days. Why? Because the things that they the powers that they've taken, those are not the real powers that will are eternal. They're not eternal stuff, thank you. They're not eternal. So God wants his children, his sons and daughters to be the rightful heirs. I'm going to be speaking to you eventually about how the economy of this world will begin to change because of you and I. Because powers are being put back in the right hands. Yes? Keep reading, please, Mark. As it is written. Yes? I have made you a father of many nations. Yeah? He is our father in the sight of God. Yeah. In whom he believed. Yeah. The God who gives life to the dead. Yes. And calls into being into being things that were not. So things that be not as though they are. Do you see how faith now flows as well? You can call things that be not as though they are because of faith. But that's not where I'm going. Keep reading. Against all hope. Yeah. Abraham in hope believed. In hope believed. And so became the father of many nations. Yes. Just as it had been said to him. Yes. So shall your offspring be. Yes. Without weakening in his faith. Yes. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Face fact. Somebody said face fact. Face facts that your body's got to be as good as dead. Does this not sound like the woman with the issue of blood when she was knocked unconscious? You've got to face the fact. <laughs> I love the Bible, Lord. I love you. Oh, God. Jesus. Face fact. He said that he said without weakening in, weakening in his faith. So in other words, the faith was intact, but the body was dead. <laughs> ah, he said without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old. And that Sarah's a hundred a, a hundred years and uh, since he was go on, you keep reading because I'm since he was about a hundred years old. Yes. And that Sarah's womb was also dead. Sarah's dead need room needed to be dead. 
I told you that Pharaoh's, Sarah's womb was evidence of Abraham's belief. The death of Sarah's womb was, was evidence of Abraham and Sarah's, in fact, Sarah didn't even need to believe, forget Sarah. Her womb just needed to be there. Remember she laughed. <laughs> she laughed too, right? Remember Sarah laughed. Remember Sarah loved, so she didn't believe. Remember I told you about the faith, one body, yeah? Uh, is everything flowing now, Pastor Daniel? Is it flowing for you? Are you sure? Are you sure? Because I'm going to soon give you the mic at one point. <laughs> Don't worry. No, but eventually I'll begin making this. What gen are you again? First gen. I'll be passing you guys to my, the mic, and I want to be hearing you guys preach powerfully. Yeah? Yeah? Yes, ma. Uh-huh, good, yeah. uh-huh. So we had to face the fact, somebody again say face fact, because I lost my, face fact. It says that his body was good as dead, uh-huh. Yet he did not waver. Through no, 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 you've gone ahead of me, man. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that to me? Why are you doing that to me? I've gone back to face fact, and you've gone back to where I want to ginger people. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Yes. Since he was about a hundred years old. Yes. And that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yes. Yet he did. The issue is with many of you, you're still too alive. You're too alive. You're too alive. You're too. Oh, I was about to say bloody. I didn't say anyway. Um, you're too alive. You're too awake to the things. God says, go and sleep. Go and die. Go and die so that your faith can have preeminence. So that your faith can overrule, as Pastor Antonio has just said here. Your faith will need to overrule in many situations, but you're still too alive. You need to face facts that you are as good as dead. Your bank account has to be as good as dead. Your logic has to be as good as dead in order for you to receive the faith. Because if the Bible says here the faith was intact. Go on please, Mark. Yet he did not waver. Ha. Remember we spoke about the wavering yesterday with PT. You remember? It didn't waver. He was steadfast. He was straight. He was standing strong. He was immovable. <laughs> remember the scripture we read? It says, um, therefore, brethren, um, knowing that your labor, of your labor of love is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. I'm just doing many scriptures so somebody else can maybe get it up and help read if you have to so that I can go from things very quickly. Otherwise, it will slow me down and I want to quickly round up because <clears throat> I feel like the voice is coming back and I want to go and worship my King of Kings. Therefore, my beloved, my dear brothers and sisters, yeah. stand firm. Stand firm. What is the stand firm? Making sure you are not wavering. Yet he did not waver. Abraham was that guy in 1 Corinthians 15 that says, stand firm. Go on, be, go on. Let nothing move you. When I do that, you've got to go back to the bit. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters. Thank you. Stand firm. Stand firm. Let nothing move you. Let nothing move you. Oh. Not even the fact that you don't have a child right now or there's nothing in your account right now. Don't let that move you because faith is still intact. Faith is still intact. I love it. Is it with the, is that the, without weakening in his faith? His faith is intact. Stand firm. Go on, please. 
always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Just keep giving yourself to the work of the Lord. Go on. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Your labor in the Lord is not in vain. The labor in here isn't your working. It's not that you've gone and done your nine to five. He's not talking about that laboring. His laboring is making sure that your righteousness is intact. He's right, the laboring there is making sure that the faith is intact. It's not weakening. It's not wavering. That is your labor of love, guys. Do you understand it now? Do you get that now? Okay, go back to the other verse now, verse 20. Yet he did not waver uh? through unbelief. God, Jesus, help us. He did not waver through unbelief. The moment that Abraham decides that he does not believe anymore, there will be no action of faith. faith of, um, Abraham will no longer be the father of faith. None of us will be able to have access into faith. Keep reading. Yet he did not waver through unbelief. Yes. Regarding the promise of God. Aha. Uh -huh. So that means he just believed. He believed that Isaac would come. Even though he couldn't see it. Even though the womb was gone and old. Even though the womb was done away with, so to speak. Even when nothing was making any sense. Even when everything was scattered and crashed. He believed the promise of God. But was strengthened. Come on, girl. But was strengthened in his faith. But was strengthened in his faith, and yes. And gave glory to God. My God. Being fully persuaded oh. that God... Are you fully persuaded? He's saying being fully persuaded. If you're fully persuaded, like I said to you the other day, Pastor Nikki's going to say, Daniel, give me your bank card. Give me your bank card now. Give me your bank card. He's rushing to give it to me because there's nothing in here. I know it. I just know Pastor Nikki can say, give me your bank card today. Are you listening, Flora, so that you understand me and you understand how Pastor Nikki works and you understand the move from God here? Yeah. I can say, give me to this today. He's got to be fully persuaded that I have a promise or something, will, not even that something will come, but he has to fully trust in my faith that something will happen so if I ask for this today, he will give it to me without question. If Abraham asks, if God asks, God asks Abraham for Isaac, he'll know that because he's fully persuaded that he's going to hand Isaac over. This doesn't belong to Daniel. It doesn't belong to him anymore. It's mine now. Thank you. Because he's fully persuaded. I don't want it though because it's, it's broke. <laughs> I don't want it. Are you guys following me at home, please? Are you guys following me at home, please? Please tell me if this is, is too much and you don't understand or where I should stop and make things clearer. I need to turn this around before somebody gets the details. Please tell me if you don't understand anything or you need me to expand to something or make things a little bit more clearer to you. Okay, good. I can see you're following me. He said, being fully persuaded, yes? That God had power to do. Oh, my God. What he had promised. I love. He said that God had power to do what he promised. So he believed not only in God, but he now believed in the power of God. Yes, good. Go on. This is why it was credited to him ah. as righteousness. Guys, so you now you know how to find credit. Do you know what to do to find credit? Be fully persuaded. Make sure you are not wavering in belief. When you see Pastor Nikki jump on, on, on your periscope now, you are not wavering. 
Is it not just Pastor Nikki coming on? I'll place replay in my own time. No, you are wavering. Because what, what he wants from you via that periscope is for your faith man to be strengthened. Not only for your way faith man to be strengthened, for you to also go and get some credit. <laughs> uh, Abraham believed and because of that it was counted to him as righteous can I tell you something you don't even need to have too much faith anymore so far you can see a pastor Nikki or a pastor Toby have faith in them whatever is theirs now belongs to you then they teach you how to also contract faith that's how you build up your most holy faith then you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit and then he begins to increase the capacity for you to have more faith are you with me are you sure you're with me <laughs> okay, let's finish reading this. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Yes, please. The words it was credited to him yeah. were not written, were written not oh. for him alone. It wasn't just for Abraham, guys. It wasn't just for him. But we first had to come to him as sons and daughters for us to understand what not only belongs to him, but belongs to us. Keep reading. But also for us. Oh, I love that. To whom God will credit righteousness oh. for us who believed in him, oh. who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Beautiful. He was delivered over to death yes. for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Beautiful stuff. I'm going to actually get you to read on from to ch chapter 5 as well. Because I believe there should be some things about faith there because you can't just finish like that. There's no way. Do you understand now? It's that, that the, the, the credit that Abraham has is not just for him. It's for you guys also. Now you understand that you've got a spiritual bank somewhere. You've got a faith bank. Now it's time to go spend it. It's time to go and spend it. The economy had to crash like this. Please listen to me so I can give you now a prophetic word. The economy had to crash like this, yes? The economy had to be scattered like this so that God can reveal the men of faith. They will be the one to spend, to rebuild the economy of this world. Do you understand the word economy? It's like systems. The things that are going on around, you don't understand the word economy. I should explain. Economy stands for systems. It stands for the things that we have around. So you have the finances part of the economy. Biz politics is part of the economy. Um, um, when you speak about, you, you got it up there. Read economy then. A system of rules. Aha, uh -huh. thank you. A system of rules, that's better. Regulations. Regulations. Rites and ceremonies. You remember we spoke about regulation and how Satan has control of the, re of re he controls us by regulating us. What he's done in the current, the current economy, which is crashing now, he's regulated it so much that the sons of God can never, the faith, faith men can never really, you, you will never see faith men. Because he's regulated it so much. So God has allowed it to crash now. So that the men of faith can begin to now start a new economy full of faith. Or reaffirm the economy was there, but it has to be done by faith. Read it please, ma'am. Primarily, the management, regulation and government of a family. Or the concerns of a household. System of management. Yeah. General regulation yes. and disposition of the affairs of a state or nation. Awesome. Aha. Oh, is it, it, is it that last bit, please? 
disposition of the affairs of a state or nation. The, the affairs of a state and of a nation. What is our job to do? To take nations. So if our job is to take nations, then guess what? We must be invested in economy. We must be invested. Do you remember when Jesus would go and take the demons out of the, 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 the demon-possessed man? He was interested in economy because what did he do? He crushed a whole economy by putting those demons into pigs. Jesus was interested in economy too. So he says, now I want you guys to do the same. Not, not go and crush it, it will crush itself or itself. But you be, will be the men of faith that will reestablish this economy and bring it back to God. When we say God wants to be established on every mountain, it starts like this. It starts by faith. You're not just going to go there and be like, okay, I'm here to take my position. Ah, they will call a mental asylum on you very quickly. You've got to go in through faith. She will post that into the group chat so that we can go back to read it. Okay. Go on, please. Chapter five. I'm going to round up soon and continue this tomorrow. Therefore. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry, Mark. Since we have been justified through faith, yeah. we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, we've been justified now through faith, so we have peace. You remember what he gave to the uh, woman with the issue of blood? The last thing he gave her was peace. If you Listen, this is why we don't worry when it comes to giving time. We don't stress ourselves out when it comes to giving and soul winning. We have peace. Faith over fear. You can't have... You can't have faith and have fear. That's why he had to give us peace because the spirit of peace will, uh, the spirit of faith will rest on the peaceful man. Yeah, go on. Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Mm -hmm. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Yeah. Perseverance, character, and character. I've, I'm sorry, I was watching something else. You're going to have to go back a little bit to verse 2. <coughs> Through whom we have gained access by faith. Okay, in no, you're going to have to start from verse 1, sorry. Therefore... Since we have been justified through faith. Since we have been justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Through Th whom we have gained access by faith. We have gained, be, been gained access by faith. Into this grace in which we now stand. Into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. We can now boast in the hope. This is why when we speak about the word, it's so exciting. This is why when we're preaching the way we're preaching, we can get hot. Because it's like we're boasting of these good, these good things. We're boasting of such great stuff and, uh, and things that the Lord is about to do the glory of God now go on not only so mm -hmm. but we also glory in our suffering I love it because we know that suffering produces perseverance suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and a character hope yeah and hope does not put us to shame yes because God's love has been poured out into our hearts. it goes back to love guys it will always go back to love 
God has poured all these things out? Is it, is, it, is it God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us? I'll stop the reading from there. So why have I spoken to you in this temperature this afternoon? It's because now I'm clear that now God wants to start rebuilding the economy. He wants to start rebuilding his economy and he's looking for the men of faith that can do it. The men of faith because you've been taught faith. You've seen faith through your father Abraham, through a PT, through a P. Nikki. So you go out there through a Pastor Daniel and your leaders. So your job is to now go in there through faith, through faith, and begin to rebuild the broken walls. Or, and the way we rebuild broken walls is not by going there to go and pick up bricks and mortar. That's not how we do it. God says you've got enough spiritual capital now to start spending. So now you spend faith in this realm, and that's how you build your economy. But you've got to start saying, you've got to start speaking to your mountains, telling it to move, telling it to do what it needs to do. That will be your form of spending. Build yourself up in prayer. Build up your spiritual capital so that you can go out and be spending freely. Have you taken something from this afternoon? I'm being messaged. I'm being messaged, so. Something has been posted in the group chat. Okay, all right. Yes. <clears throat> Take one or two things. Again, some of you may not understand the way I'm speaking right now. So you have to go back and listen to it. Open your Bible and, and read along. But I've given you scripture. You will understand faith over fear. Because the reason why it has to be faith over fear. Because Abraham could have easily been fearful of that. I would never bear my own child. I would never have my own fruit. I would never do this. And fear would begin to cause him to start sleeping with all manner of women. What happened with Sarah? Sarah was full of fear, actually. That's why she started saying, go out and sleep with my, my servant. Go out and do this with this one. Uh, and God said, no, the promise isn't with Ishmael. You will have your own son. So God says, you are faith over fear. No wonder, oh my Jesus, you're so good. No wonder why the Bible says the woman, you will long for your husband. But he will not long for you because he knows that the woman is full of fear. Actually, Eve was full of fear. That's why she made Adam eat the apple from the tree because she was making sure that her future was secure. Oh, God, the spirit of truth is all over me. Thank you, Lord. So God says faith over fear. Faith, oh, yo, did you feel that? Did you get that? That shook my whole body. You know, he says what that was, what Eve did, the propensity of Eve was to go and take from the tree because she knows that her job is to help. And her, her job is to help her. The job of the helper is to multiply. To be sure that she can multiply, she had to make sure that she had something tangible to multiply with because she couldn't see more than anything happening in the garden just then. But she's saying that God will give you something that is greater. You will be able to be like God. Oh my God, I can make my man like God. Let me give him to eat. That was fear. But if she had faith, she would have known that God would have given Adam in his own time. 
Oh, Jesus. Did you get that, those of you who are at home? Please say you did because it's powerful. That's a rebel lay there. Faith over fear. Sarah was actually fear. Abraham represented faith. Don't forget, the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable. So actually, God needs our fear first. God needs, he needs our fear. He needed the issue of blood so that he can clothe it with faith. Isn't the word of God so beautiful? Isn't it so deep? I didn't come here to come and perform to you. I didn't come here knowing what I was going to say, I promise you. All I did is say, Lord, speak through me because I'm your vessel. I'm available. I want to be used by you. I don't know anything, but I know you. And I know the power of this resurrection. And I want elite to touch the power of this resurrection. And so he begins to teach us things that are deeper than our own understanding. But we're still talking about faith. Now we've got into faith over fear. So God says he knows you've got a bit of fear. He knows it's there. But render it dead so that faith can clothe it. Faith can be the imperishable part of the perishable faith. I mean fear. I pray that the eyes of our hearts will be enlightened this afternoon so that we may have hope or we, or we, 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 need, we may know the hope to which we've been called for. There is a glorious inheritance that is in Christ Jesus that is attached to every single one of us. And this afternoon, the Lord is establishing that more and more. He's giving it to you more and more. And he's using me as a vehicle, as the access point to give it to you. So it's not about Nikki. It's not about me. It's about the flow of grace that's been given to this house now. Because the Lord wants to take us from faith to faith, to grace to grace, from peace to peace. Let's finish with one scripture this afternoon so I can let you go and enjoy the rest of your days. Mark chapter 9 verse 23. Let me hold on to that. Faith over fear, okay? Faith over fear. Faith works when a group of people come together and decide to believe. Yes, sir, that's true. That's true. That's true. Faith over fear. Fear is unbelief. Where there be unbelief, it's got to be clothed with belief. So you can have people in your camp that, uh, that, that don't believe, and that's fine. So far, you, you are attached to the father of belief. Whatever you say goes. They can have doubt. It's only the problem is that their, their, their doubt and their unbelief may slow you down. So you've got, to go, you've got to find a way to knock them into shape. You've got to find a way. And the, re the way you find a way is by taking their barrenness. You've got to take their emptiness. What her womb represented was actually fear. And God said, I'm going to give fear a seed. <laughs> In that seed, it's going to produce life. Don't forget, it's from death to life. Uh, all right, let me leave you guys. Come on. If you can, said Jesus. Everything is possible for one who believes. Everything is possible for one who believes. TPT. I love it when you guys are doing it with me because I feel like we're doing it together. I feel the fellowship, the communion, the oneness, the one in faith, the one in heart. Go on. Jesus said to him. Jesus said. What do you mean if? <laughs> what do you mean if? What do you mean if? This is not this this promise is not questionable. It's not maybe or possibly or if. No, this thing is happening. Go on. If you are able to believe, mm. all things are possible to the believer. Yes. If you are able to believe, some things are possible to the believer. If you are able to believe, Elite, 
only some things are possible for the believer. 